And now, with sound investing, here's Paul Merriman. I'm going to do something very different this week. I've had so many emails and even a handful of, of phone calls from people who are, are totally unsettled with what's going on in the market. And in many cases, it's very young people. Other cases, it's very old people. So I get this sense that a lot of people are struggling. On the other hand, I know there are those of you who believe this is normal. And that is, in essence, what we should believe. But let's make sure we understand what normal is and what risk we are accepting in our portfolio. But before I go there, I want to share a meditation that was created in 2019 by J.L. Collins. It's absolutely wonderful because he has taken his belief system about investing, and it is deep, by the way. He is very committed, as we are committed to kind of the right way to invest. And you'll hear that in the meditation. And then after the meditation, I'll weigh back in with my comments about how if I did that meditation, I would probably change the content. But first, let's listen to this wonderful piece by J.L. Collins. A Guided Meditation for When the Stock Market is Dropping by J.L. Collins Welcome to this guided meditation for your journey to financial freedom. Let's begin. Find a comfortable place to sit. Breathe in and out. In and out. Settle into your space. Now, slowly close your eyes, or perhaps hold them half open and unfocused. Breathe in and out, in and out. Focus on the sound of my voice. Breathe in and out, in and out. If you are listening to this, you are working on building your wealth with regular investments into BTSAX or a similar total stock market index fund. Or perhaps you are retired and have a portfolio balanced between VTSAX and VBTLX or a similar total bond market index fund to smooth the ride. And now, the stock market has taken a dip, or perhaps it has dropped about 20% into what is called bear market territory. Or perhaps it has even crashed further, or you are worried it will. For the purposes of our time together, Let's assume it has. Relax. Focus on the sound of my voice. Breathe in and out. In and out. 
In this relaxed state, let's acknowledge what you might be feeling. Perhaps you are afraid. After all, you are hearing the voices of panic all around you. Perhaps your stomach is clenched and your nerves are beginning to fray. Now allow those fears and tensions to melt away as we focus on what we know as index investors. That is, the ride may be volatile, but the market always goes up over time. Turn off all the screens, put down all the newspapers, tune out the voices of panic, especially those in your head. Step away from the noise, gather all those fears and tensions, and on your next exhale, breathe them out. Feel your stresses release and drift away. Take a deep breath, exhale, relax. Focus only on the sound of my voice. Everything is going to be all right. The talking heads are wrong, as they always are. The stock market is not going to end. The world is not going to end. Everything is going exactly as we expected. This is all a perfectly natural part of the process. Market drops, bear markets, crashes are all to be expected. They are a perfectly natural part of the process. We have been expecting this one. We know what to do. Nothing. We do nothing. We know deep in our minds, deep in our gut, this is natural. And it will naturally pass. When it does, the market will resume its relentless rise. We simply wait. We do nothing. These periodic expected natural drops are what we accept as part of our wealth building journey. They are a part of the path. They are what lead to the long-term gains we seek. They are welcome. Everything is okay. Everything is as it should be. You are going to be fine. Your money is right where it should be. You are right where you should be. This too will pass. The market will rise again. The market will fall. Then the market will go up again. It is like breathing in and out, up and down. This is natural. This is to be expected. With each breath, you grow stronger. With each market cycle, your wealth grows stronger. This is the way of things. In your mind's eye, zoom out now. 
zoom out beyond this day, this week, this month, this year, beyond this decade. Zoom out until you can see the big picture. Envision the historical trend of the index. You can see it. It grows, and then it dips, but it always recovers to new heights. Over time, it climbs and climbs and climbs. You know this. You have seen this. You are on this trajectory. Your money is growing, and you don't have to change a thing. If you are working and building your wealth, keep adding to your investments as before. You are buying them now on sale. If you are living off your portfolio and now holding bonds, here is the opportunity you have been holding those bonds for. When you rebalance your portfolio, that money flowing from those bonds into stocks is buying those stocks on sale. You are unconcerned with this temporary dip in the price of your shares. You know you still have the same number of shares as before. You still own the same piece of all those productive companies in the index. You still have all those people in all those companies from the factory floor to the CEO working to make you richer. And now, with this wonderful market drop, you can buy still more of those shares on sale. Perhaps you even adjust your spending to free up more money to take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. Continue to buy as much VTSAX as you can, as often as you can, and hold on to it forever. You will be fine. Stay the course. You are doing just fine. The market is fine. This is all very normal. This is all entirely expected. All that panic is only for media ratings. It is not real. The end is not here. This is but a pause in the market's relentless rise. Nothing more. Stay the course, keep calm, keep it simple, keep investing, stay invested. Ignore the noise, let it drift away on the breeze. Now, slowly open your eyes. Notice the world around you. Everyone who loved you before the market dropped still loves you. The earth is still rotating on its axis, taking us from day to night and back again. Children still laugh and play. Puppies still wag their tails. The sun still shines. The world is still a beautiful place. And you, you are yet one step further in your journey to financial freedom. 
You have met this test and you have won. Recommit to your plan and continue confidently on your simple path to wealth. And now, go do something wonderful in this wonderful world with all your wonderful freedom. Now that you have listened to JL's meditation, and I hope you agree that it was worth the time and that you actually felt some peace of mind in his words, I want to reflect on what he told you. Because what he told you historically is correct and should give us great peace of mind that things are going to be okay. Where we try our best to take you the next step is to create as much reality from the past as we can. It's one thing for us to conclude that the market with time always goes to higher levels. Now, let's make it very clear, that is not true of individual stocks. Most stocks, literally most stocks, do not historically move to eventually to higher levels. In fact, most don't. Many fail. Uh, Many, in, 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 in fact, never get back. They may stay in business, but never get back to the point uh, of a high that they reached. So, JL and I would totally agree that we're talking about a broadly diversified portfolio. On the other hand, there's an important aspect of how much you have in equities and how much you have in fixed income. I don't argue with the idea at age 78 that I want to have some money in equities but I certainly don't want it all there, and I'm sure that, that, that JL would agree with that, but the question becomes, how much? And the problem that both JL and I have is that we are not your personal advisor. We are not there to, to, to ask you a bunch of questions about that would have to do with your need for a return and your willingness to take the risk that goes along with that level of return and maybe help you negotiate that sweet spot. What we do in, the, in, in an attempt to, to help you find that sweet spot is produce all of these tables that I, I, I know that you're familiar with. They're the fine-tuning tables where we actually see the implications of not only the return that historically has come from staying the course but how far down, down was. Because when we look at a portfolio that is all equities, we see that the worst six-month return over the last 52 years is a loss of about 50%. Now, 
It can even get a little worse if you go out beyond six months. But, but, but in fact, there is a lot more downside potential that we have in this market than where we are now, and it would still be historically normal. But we do feel very, very strongly about how to position yourself in the equity part of the portfolio. That, in a sense, is the magic, at least looking backwards. Because what J.L. says, and the industry agrees with him, if you're just in there for the long term, it always comes back. But I also know from the tables that we show and look at the worst 15-year periods that there is a 15-year period where the total market index or the S&P 500, remember, they're virtually the same thing risk and return-wise. There's a 15-year period where you basically just break even without taking into consideration inflation. Now, there's also 15-year periods that give uh, out-of-the-box returns. So it, it happens both ways. We best remember the great, the great days rather than the bad days. Uh, I do not let October 19, 1987, the day that the market dropped over 22%, I do not let that color my thoughts about the market today or tomorrow, but I know it's baked into the cake. I just may not live long enough to get that piece of the cake again. So what do I know that I want you to know? And boy, did I recently have a lesson. I mean, it is one of the most satisfying lessons I've seen, and I can't show you this quilt chart, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And I know those of you who like the quilt charts that Daryl Balls produces, I can guarantee you are going to love this one. And here is what gets my attention. I totally believe the total market index and the S&P 500 are very likely to move forward and produce good returns. I also guarantee that the volatility is going to be high for the return you're going to get, and it should be worth it compared to the other alternatives. But let me tell you, and I'm only going to tell you about three port portfolios. And these three portfolios, one of them compounded at 10.2%. And by the way, when I look at the total market index over this period from 1928 to 2011, they both make 10.2%. Then I want to talk about two other portfolios. One that compounded at 12.1%, almost 2% a year better. That means you'd retire sooner. That means you'd retire 
with more. That means that you'd leave more to others, theoretically, kind of depending on the choices that you make. And the third one, the return was 13.4. Now, the problem, in a way, is the 13.4 and the 10.2 have something in common. We looked at ranges of return. Who was in the top, had the top return each year? Who was in second place, third, fourth? And fifth, and it turned out that in 37% of the years, the S&P 500 or the total market index were number in the number one spot. Now that could mean it was a losing year, but they lost the least. 37% of the time, out of some 94 years, number one. And 51% of the years, it was the worst performing asset class. In between there, 12% of the time, okay? Then there's the small cap value asset class. That's the 13.4. 47% of the time, it was number one. 33% of the time, it was at the bottom of the pile. Again, just like the S&P 500, a lot of time at the top, a lot of time at the bottom, and a small amount of time in the middle. In fact, it was the the, the small cap value spent more time in the middle by 50% than did the S&P 500. The S&P 500 was in the middle, 12%, and the small cap value was in the middle, 18% of the time. But then there is this combination. Here we're just talking about the U.S., and we only have the ability to look back to 1928 with U.S. asset classes. But here's what I know. I know that if you owned all four, large cap blend, small cap blend, large cap value, small cap value, and you rebalanced once a year, that only in 2%, I'm sorry, two of the 94 years was the uh, four fund strategy in the top. And it was never in the bottom. Two years out of 94 in the top quintile and none in the bottom. And 98% of the time, approximately, it was in the middle. Now, it didn't make 13.4%, but it made a whale of a lot more than the S&P 500. Not 10.2 like the S&P 500, but 12.1. So I'm thinking... And I can't wait to show you this, this table. You're gonna, I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's maybe the finest work that we've ever turned out in terms of graphics and lessons learned. But I want to talk just about this little bit of time, this first part of the year. 
to show you how it can work, not how it will work, because regardless of what J.L. Collins says about the future or what I believe about the future, nobody can tell you what the future is going to bring. We could, for reasons we don't know, have the size of our population shrink considerably. There were people who thought it was going to with the pandemic. And that might have just slowed things down for a long, long while. It certainly did that during the Depression. So here's what I know. When I look at the year to date, and I'm doing this before the market opened on, uh, what is it, June 14th. I know that the S&P 500, down about 20.8%. I know the small cap value that we recommend, down about 8.8%. I know the small cap blend that we recommend, down about 18.4%. And I know the large cap value we recommend, down 4.7%, an average of a 13.2% loss about a third less loss than one would have experienced in this period of time with the total market or with the S&P 500. And yes, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that the S&P 500 and total market are not going to be at the top of the, uh, of the heap a lot of the time, but I also know at least historically that way more of the time it was at the absolute bottom of the heap because it's the highest quality index of the group. It's where it's supposed to be when it's at the bottom. And my goal for you is to find a way... Not to take more risk, but uh, to find a way to end up in the middle of the pile. Don't be at the top. Don't be at the bottom. Be consistently more in the second, third, and fourth quintiles and be happy to not be the best and to be happy to not be the worst and meet all your financial objectives. Now, what makes our work different, and I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging about this. I'm just saying this is what we do that is, that is built to help you make decisions, whether you should be in the total market index or the S&P 500 or Tesla stock, because we're trying to help you decide between those three and I guarantee you that JL and I would, would, would be saying that Tesla stock may give you a great return, but it comes at very, very high risk. Higher than a loss of half of your money, which is what we know happens from time to time with the total market index and the S&P 500 and the four fund strategy. The four fund strategy is risky. They all are, but not as risky as an individual company. So what we provide are, is the list of all of the equity asset classes 
that we believe you could hold in your portfolio and do well over the long term. And as a group, that's called the ultimate buy and hold strategy, 10% each of 10 different equity asset classes, including some U.S. and some international. But it's work, it's confusing, and we have found that if you just did it with four funds or two funds, that the return is the same or possibly better, and the work is much reduced, and the volatility is also reduced compared to owning one thing of anything, by the way. I'm not picking on the S&P 500 and, and, and the total market index because the small cap value is going to be at the bottom of the pile a lot of the time. But historically, not the combination. And not only do we provide you all of these portfolios and how to combine them, but we show you the historical risk and return and the implications of accumulating using these different strategies and, it, and, and looking at what happens during the period of distribution with all these different portfolios. I don't know anybody else that's doing that. Now, I've got a lead on one that, in fact, later today I'm going to look at. Chris Pedersen told me there's somebody else doing some work that is as good as ours. And by golly, when I know there's some work out there as good of, as ours, you're going to see it because we don't have an exclusivity on trying to help people. And if there's somebody else who's done some homework that could help you, uh, I, I want you to see it. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed that meditation. I happen to believe in, in, in that kind of, of, of uh, uh, deep relaxation I've spent some of my best moments of my life in deep relaxation, and I do believe it helps. But I also think it helps to look at the analytical side of this and find out what historically we can speak the most boldly about and have a sense that the future will look like the past. I hope to hear from you uh, about a J.L. Collins meditation. Did you enjoy it? Did it give you a little, uh, did you smile a little bit? Was there a sense of humor that you got out of that? I thought it was absolutely beautiful, and uh, I look forward to the day that I get a, a chance to, uh, to to meet him. He is a, he's a, he's a grand guy, and boy, there are a lot of people who just uh, think so highly of his work. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, his, his book uh, uh, is also obviously a big winner, and I'm embarrassed. I don't remember the title of it, but, but uh, I, I know if you look up J.L. Collins at Amazon, you're going to find it. I think it's A Simple Path to Wealth. I believe that's it. All right, thanks for listening as always. This is shorter than normal, but uh, you also have a, a, a free meditation there for you. Good luck, keep on the course, but make sure you're on the right course. Thank you.
That was Paul Merriman with Sound Investing. Sound Investing, soundinvesting.com, and paulmerriman.com are produced and exclusively owned by Paul Merriman, who is solely responsible for their content. For more information, free articles, mutual fund recommendations, and more, visit paulmerriman.com.